number of people have already asked, why are you stepping away from a chance to go to the Hall of Fame and win another Super Bowl? Because I don't give a about the Hall of Fame. Secession is way more important to me. This has been my dream for a long time. Guys that know me, they knew I wanted one of my guys to take over. That's more important to me than anything. And have a place where I could go and be welcomed back. Bishy, Bishy. I may not be the coolest guy he'll ever meet, but I'm pretty damn chill myself. So. <laughs> but, you know, I'll take that. And Bruce will always be the coolest. So I'll, I'll go over to the chill category and I'll try to start something there. Dude, shout out to a simpler time in America when all of us were captivated by the California Raisins. This is the goat right here. No, no, shut up. I just crushed my dreams. Boom. That's the one. It is officially time for me to be thoroughly distracted while trying to do a radio show because the World Cup draw is starting right after this little intro video that they're doing. Don't worry. I will let you know how terrible it is or great it is for the United States. But we've got final four games tomorrow. Duke takes on North Carolina. Villanova takes on Kansas National Championship game on Monday. Ed Graney is out at the final four, and we've got Adam Candy on the show in place of Ed. Uh, Adam, I do want to share this one hypothetical that we got earlier in the week from Jason Fitz. Uh, Jason Fitz, you, you an LV fan, not the big fan of uh, Mike Krzyzewski. He actually came up with the doomsday scenario, not of Duke winning the national championship, but of Duke losing the national championship and Krzyzewski thinking, man, I was close. I better come back and do it again because we could actually win it. And that was his doomsday scenario that we have retirement tour to go for Mike Krzyzewski. He gone. He gone, he gone, he gone, he gone, he gone, he gone. Duke could win every year. It's not like some upstart program that finally made it to the top of the mountain and one step away got bumped down. It's Duke. They've been a national title contender for 30 straight years. He's been there. He's done that. He's seen it. The man's done. All right. You don't you don't like the doomsday scenario. Do you have a dislike or a hatred for Krzyzewski? My my thing with Krzyzewski is two-part. One, I moved to Las Vegas in 1989. So the very first thing I saw when I got to Las Vegas was UNLV winning the national championship. The second thing that I saw was the undefeated team <laughs> losing to Duke. And so I, that still scars me. I'm not a UNLV fan by any stretch, but that hurt this community. Like, they really, I'm not going to say deserve, but they they sure as hell had put in the time to to get that undefeated national championship team so now I, I, I don't know I, I don't feel the same way about that as I used to or at least as strongly but what I do feel strongly about is he has consistently been hugely condescending to reporters especially some student reporters yeah. and that sort of thing when it reveals your character like that that I have a problem with uh, I, I asked Ed this uh, earlier in the show. I'm curious your thoughts. Since you were here, um, what do you think is bigger if Duke goes on and wins it this year by beating their rival North Carolina and then winning a title in Coach K's last year? Is that bigger than ending UNLV's undefeated season in 91 and then winning the national title? Yeah. Oh, uh, for sure. It, because it, it is narrative street lit up in neon, right? It, not only did he win it in his last season, in a season when they weren't necessarily expected to, he also did it going through their most hated rival. I mean, Yankees, Red Sox, 
Duke, North Carolina, right? Michigan, Ohio State, right? There's not a lot more when it comes to the rivalries in American sports. So if he does it this year on the retirement tour, it's absolutely the biggest thing that he's ever done because beating UNLV, that will never be about beating that UN, that it'll never be about winning a national championship. It'll always be about winning a national semifinal. All right. Duke, North Carolina. Do you care as much about the rivalry? Because here's, I get it. It's one of the biggest rivalries. I'm not like obsessed that it's Duke, North Carolina. This could have been Duke, Purdue. This could have been Duke, Kentucky, if they don't get upset by St. Peter. Like, I'm not overly obsessed with the whole idea that it's Duke and Carolina. I'm not from North Carolina. I have never had a rooting interest in one of Duke or Carolina. I don't have a hatred for or any like. I just I I get it. It's a rivalry and it's fun, but I to me it seems like we're making this a much bigger deal than it actually is for ninety five percent of the people that are going to watch this game. No, I don't agree at all. I, I think really? this is a much bigger deal, and th- this is the reason why. When we talked yesterday about all of the jokers who come out of the woodwork this time of year to say NBA basketball is so much better. Why do you watch this? Well, part of the reason we watch college sports is because of the rivalries, because of the way that entire communities get into this. Like this is about the Carolina Duke rivalry as much as it is about the Duke retirement tour. And to me, because that's what make college, that's what makes college sports great. These sort of rivalries and the investment that people have with their alma mater that they graduated 40 or 50 years ago from, it's different. It's different. I care if the New York Yankees win the World Series. I will be all in getting invested in it. But if somehow Northern Arizona University were to be in the Final (laughs) Four, this would be a life-stopping event for me. I I would be... uh, what was the guy's name? Is it uh, is it Eric Church, the, the country artist who called off his concert in, in Texas this weekend because he has to watch the North Carolina game with his family? <laughs> like, that would be me, and that's how much I care about college sports. So I, I do think that it takes on that extra life because of rivalries and what they mean in college athletics. Um, Northern Arizona's biggest rivals are? <sighs> this is an old story. They They – we always thought it was Weber State because they were the ones who kept us out of the NCAA tournament a couple of times way back when, when Ben Howland was the coach at NAU, and they were losing to Harold Arsenault and and uh, Weber State. But then one of our columnists from the Flagstaff paper went up to Weber State to cover the story of them playing football there, and the, he went around to people and asked them about They're like, we don't care about NAU. <laughs> Weber State fans didn't care about NAU at all. So I, I think our biggest rival right now is is uh, the challenge of getting back to the NCAA tournament. <laughs> the biggest rival is yourselves, basically. Yeah, pretty much at this point. <laughs> oh, poor NAU. So uh, we have the Final Four coming. A little bit, um, I, a little bit of numbers here for you on the Final Four. What I find interesting is NCAA tournament being a, a single elimination, so it's pre or the regular season and what you did there not as important for actually how this goes small sample size wise if you look at just adjusted efficiency numbers north carolina has been the best team in the ncaa tournament they have the best efficiency numbers of any team in the ncaa tournament now again that is a four game sample size and for a lot of teams it's a one game it's a two game it's a three game sample size villanova is third kansas sixth duke ninth 
the two underdogs are the teams ranked higher just in these four games than the two teams that are favored. Does that matter at all to you? Do you take that with any sort of, well, maybe I think North Carolina should win. Maybe I should bet on North Carolina to win this game or Villanova. The only reason I would look at any of the small sample size stuff is if you had a team that had a player come back from significant injury or lose a player to significant injury at this point. Otherwise, I just want to see the season long numbers. I, yeah. I just want to see what they what they've done all year long, which goes the opposite way in favor exactly. Kansas and Duke. Those are the teams yeah. ranked no. higher than Villanova. Yeah. And absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you go four factors uh, on Ken Palm and you're talking about just a, uh, offensive efficiency, effective field goal percentage. So, you know, weighting three pointers more heavily. Uh, turnover percentage, offensive rebound percentage, then you do look at Duke and you see it's it's kind of a head and shoulders situation uh, for Duke. They are way better because of the fact that their shooting is far, far better than anybody left. 56% effective field goal percentage. Kansas next at 53. Carolina 52. Villanova 51 and a half. And Villanova is without one of its best players. Right, right. So the other part of this Final Four that I um, very much enjoy is that all four Final Four teams are better on offense than on defense. There is no defense wins championships this year. Like, there's no Texas Tech with Chris Beard or or getting into the uh, Final Four. Kansas finished the year seventh offensive. I shouldn't say finished the year. They still got two more games. But they're seventh in Ken Palm offense, only 18th in defense. Duke is first in offense, 45th in defensive efficiency, Villanova ninth on offense, 17th on defense, and even North Carolina, uh, 18th on offense and 39th defensively. Um, it's actually been a little bit of a trend. It's not a, it's probably doesn't have the strongest correlation, but for the most part, the team that wins the national championship and the three teams that are in the final four, typically year after year now are teams that are better offensively than they are defensively when you look at their Ken Palm adjusted efficiency numbers. And so we've we've got a, a pretty decent track record here of if you're trying to find teams that are going to win the title, it's usually the teams that are good offensively and maybe the defense struggles behind a little bit, not the other way around. I mean, look at some of the games we've seen this year, Tyler. I mean, the scoring in general has been abysmal in the NCAA tournament. Um, and by the way, dragging Chris Beard. They had the 27th best offensive efficiency in the country this year. Come on! Chris Beard <laughs> didn't put out a terrible team in terms of a, a watch except the fact that they walked the ball up and down the floor every game. Which, okay, on that, do you cheer against Villanova because of it? Because they are unbelievably slow. I've never seen a team turn down as many decent shots as Villanova does because they're always trying to get the greatest possible shot in every possession. Do you cheer against them simply because of their style of play? Are you kidding? Are you kidding that I would care about Villanova in that sense? I had to watch Virginia win a national championship. <laughs> Virginia, a team dedicated to making you win in the 30s. Thank you, it's, Adam. It's terrible. Okay. Tony Bennett created a monster that should never be seen again. You know what my you know what my problem is? I 99% of the time, I would always cheer against that Virginia team or this Villanova team. When Villanova won the national title, I had them in a Calcutta. So I did not care how slow they played because I wanted them to win. And they did. And this year I have Villanova. So the two teams that I would probably be disgusted at watching more than any other team in the final four are actually the teams I'm cheering for because I'll win money if they win. I'm, I'm going to need a small explanation on a Calcutta. And I swear to God, if this involves fake chickens, I'm going to rage. No. 
Falcons. No, no, you auction off every team. Um, and there's like a group of 12 people that are in this. You auction off each team and uh, you group some of the teams together. So like you get two six seeds, you get all four 11 seeds. There's a group that's like an eight seed, a 15 and a 16 seed, because obviously you wouldn't want them as much. And then you get money for every game that your team wins in the NCAA tournament. And obviously you get more the farther, the farther in the tournament they win. But then there's also props. So like, the team that gets blown out by the most points wins like a $70 prop and there's a upset pool for, or there's an upset pool. So every upset you get a piece of that pool and yeah. So you all, you auction off teams and then win your money back when your teams go far. Oh my God. How did you just make sports boring? It's not, it's great. Are you kidding me? It's fantastic. Yeah. i I enjoy it more than a bracket, mainly because I've had more success in this than an actual bracket, but I enjoy it. It's great. So is this, Jared, is this worse than the fake chickens and the fake horses? Because it feels worse. I mean, at least these are real. Like well, fair. The fair. Re- real teams are playing that he's not going to lose. Like there's, if a server goes down somewhere, all of a sudden all his fake chickens are just gone. Mm, that's an excellent point. Uh, just so you know, we had a fake chicken win oh, us. Oh, for God's uh, sake. $45 this morning. Big win for Chicken407. Uh, he's racing again. Uh, hasn't been filled up yet, so we'll let you know what happens when that race starts. But uh, fake chickens are probably better than the Calcutta. But the Calcutta is great. It's phenomenal. It's I Again, it's more fun. Because I also have North Carolina, so it's been a very good year in my Calcutta. Now, the 407 area code uh, serves the Osceola and Seminole County areas of Florida. Is there any correlation to Chicken 407 being from the middle of Florida? I don't think so. Uh, That's just the number he was assigned. We actually renamed Chicken 407 to 407K because he is our retirement plan. Oh, that's so bad. (laughs) Your retirement plan won you $45. You better start winning Calcutta's left and right. Just think if he wins $45 again today, like four more times, we're going to be, we're set. That's $45 like every hour. Split like 17 ways. No, there's there's only two of us on the chickens. Only two of us on the chickens. Oh, there are only two of you that were sick enough to move from the horses to the chickens. Yeah, there were five of us on the horses, and only two of us were like, we're doing the chickens. You guys go away. So it's just two of us, and we're going to be rich. It's going to be great. I I just hope that all of this is is enough money to pay off the giant hole in your house. For Hey, it's fixed. Uh, The hole in my house has been fixed. The toilet has been reinstalled, and it's good to go. It's good. 407K will pay for that hole in the wall. Eventually, I will let you know when 407K has made enough money to pay for that hole in the wall. It will be a great day for you. Coming up next, it's Candy's Chonies. Candy's Chonies. Eh, nobody cares about that. It's not a big deal. Guys. It is a massive deal. How do you not understand this? Hundreds of corporations have been hacked in the last few years, and no one gave it. Name one. Equifax. Chonies. Name another. Target. Candy's Chonies. Name another one. PlayStation. Name one more. Yahoo. Another. Marriott. One more. eBay, Uber, Anthem, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, Home Depot, Facebook. God damn it. Candy's Chonies. Fine. The UPS, Chase Bank, Tumblr, LinkedIn. People don't care about privacy. What they care about is a good story.
It is time to find out what's in Candy's briefs. What's in Candy's chonies? Um, Adam, I will try not to be distracted. The draw actually hasn't started for the World Cup, so I don't know when this is. They had a little ghost flying around a minute ago or something like that. It's a little confusing. But uh, yeah, I will be thoroughly distracted at some point here. But let's try to guess some numbers. Okay, so I'm going to cross right over the border here into my chonies and see what I can pull out and what we think it means for uh, your chances of guessing these things. Now, by the way, this will be a much better segment if they start drawing soccer teams and you just yell <laughs> randomly over whatever I'm about to ask you, okay? Okay. All right, sounds good. Okay, uh, your first number is 89. 89. Am I getting any reference of sport? Which sport this is for? Well, that's usually how we work our way down here in Candy's Chonies. Is, okay. you know, you, you, first, first you, you, you tread lightly into Candy's Chonies. And, Wait, and then... I, I've got to guess. I've got to guess. The year you moved to Las Vegas. Okay. That is accurate information, but not the okay. number that we are guessing. This is a baseball number. Baseball number 89. Okay. Um, Jeremy Pena's projected weighted runs created. I wish I were going that deep into the uh, into the analytics bag. Nope, it, it is related to the Astros. Okay, 89, 89. Is that a win total? It is a win total. For when? Uh, for for when? Not for who? For when? Uh, I don't I don't know. Two thousand seventeen. It, it, it is the it is the Houston Astros projected win total by fan graphs for the 2022 season. They are okay. projected to be an 89 and 73 team with a 77 run differential. Uh, that would be by these numbers more than enough to win the American League West. So let me ask you, Tyler, right now, win total, Houston Astros, 89. Are we betting that over or under? I am betting it over. Why? Uh, the Astros are good. Okay, Tyler's dedicated to making this a I will, I will solid you, segment. I will give you the two main reasons, and it's the two main reasons that they were good last year. Number one, they have incredible starting pitching depth. I don't know that they're going to have a true like Cy Young candidate or anybody that's anywhere close to that because Lance McCullers is hurt and Justin Verlander hasn't pitched in two years, but they have seven legitimate above-average Major League starters. They're starting the year with six of them. One of them will be in the bullpen, and Lance McCullers is hurt. But the Astros last year, they had their top seven starters pitch 159 of the 162 games. They basically never had to have a start with a bad pitcher on the mound. It's going to be the same thing this year unless they just get torched by injuries. So they're never really going to have many games where they give up a whole bunch of runs in three innings and they just lose after three. And then the other part is the lineup's still good. Like, they lost Carlos Correa, but Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker are both probably going to be top 20 hitters this year. Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, maybe Bregman's in the top 22, hopefully, but Altuve and Bregman are going to be top 40 or 50, and then even Michael Brantley and Yuli Gurriel are somewhere in the top 70. So they're still going to have a really good lineup, even if the bottom third isn't very good. It's going to be over because they've got lineup depth and they've got starting pitching depth. Okay, your next number is 700. 700 700 okay 700. Don't, it don't also could be, it also could be expressed as 7-1 700 oh, world series odds ah uh, we have switched sports on you 
Oh, I have sports okay. on you. This is a okay. football number. Seven plus seven hundred. Plus seven hundred is that... a number from the AFC West. Is that is that uh, seven? Is that Raiders odds to win the division? That is the Raiders odds to win the AFC West currently at William Hill Sportsbook. Chiefs plus one twenty five. Broncos plus two hundred. Chargers plus four hundred. Raiders plus seven hundred. If I gave you one of those teams that you had to put $100 down on right now, not based on who you think is going to win the division, but based on what you think is the best value among those numbers, who are you betting? Probably the Chargers. I like that because I bet them at plus 450. Yeah, because I I think the Chiefs win the division, although I, but it's much less likely than any of the previous uh, three or four years here. And if you're trying to find value, it's it's probably, you know, what is there? Maybe a 50% chance that uh, roughly a 50% chance they don't win the division. So who would be most likely? I think I'd go Chargers in that scenario. I think it's probably going to be way too tough for the Raiders to pull this off because they're going to have to A, be good and B, have things go wrong for three other teams for them to actually win the division. So, yeah, I think the Chargers are probably the value play, even though I do think the Chiefs end up winning it anyways. I'm still not sold with this Chiefs situation. Maybe Marquez Valdez-Scantling ends up being way better than we and Maybe Juju Smith-Schuster was being held back by Ben Roethlisberger. But I, I don't know, man. I think this division has gotten far too good for them to be able to uh, coast on by the way they have in, in some years past. What, uh, what would I be getting if there was a bet that was simply um, who... Who wins the division, Chiefs or anybody else? Would it be like minus 200 for anybody else? I think that's, yeah, I mean, I would have to do actual math on this that I'm not going to be able to do here in the moment, <laughs> but at least, okay. at least. Yeah, with the Chiefs only being plus 125, at least, to get the three other teams that are all fairly short numbers. Um, and by the way, uh, the Raiders were at 9-1 to one not all that long ago. And for everybody who thinks I'm a total Raiders hater, you are. I bet it. Oh, look because at you at, when it was nine to one. Yeah, because I think there's at least that much probability in there that the Raiders could uh, could sneak it out. All right, I have one more number for you. It is ten thousand. Ten thousand. It is also a betting number. It could be expressed as one hundred to one. The Raiders Super Bowl odds are better than a hundred to one, aren't they? Um, they are better than a hundred to one. What would Raiders. be a hundred to one? Derek Carr to win MVP. Oh, I switched back to baseball on you. Oh, God. What is it? <laughs> it's a baseball number. It's a baseball <laughs> number. And this is a callback. This is a callback to last year. Ooh, ooh. Did you bet on Framber Valdez to win AL Cy Young again? I actually didn't bet it this year, but Framber Valdez is 100 to oh, 1 to win the he's... Cy Young. But let me give you this. Also 100 to 1 to win the Cy Young is Jose Urquidy. Ah, see, the entire starting rotation should just be a hundred to one. Uh, can I? What's Verlander? Do you have Justin Verlander? Uh, Justin Verlander is fifteen to one to win. Okay, the AL Cy Young. The only players with better odds: Garrett Cole, Shane Bieber, Robbie Ray, Lucas Giolito, and Dylan Cease. So I I expect Verlander to be good. Like I think Verlander is going to be very good. But I was thinking you were going to tell me like thirty to one, and I was going to say, hey, there's some potential value there. But fifteen to one, no, not as much. There's I mean, too much too much risk that he throws like seventy innings this year. 
Yeah, I mean, Lance McCullers is still sitting on the board at 25 to 1. That's way too short, <laughs> also, considering what he's, we know at this he's point. He's going to miss like two months at least of the season. No, I, I'll throw one out there. If you are going to throw a dart, I'm actually going to say Luis Severino at 75 to 1. For a guy who has been a Cy Young contender before and was throwing 98 in the playoffs is not the worst dart. Throwing 98 in the playoffs. There you go. There you go. How do you feel about the Yankees? Uh projection here i think fangraphs has them second behind the blue jays oh the yankees are without question the third best team in that division Ooh. it's not even close they the blue J- i've these are going to win the american league and the uh tampa bay rays are going to finish ahead of the yankees the yankees will be battling it out with the Sox for what is it rob manfred's 75th wild card or, or whatever is going to get you you know like a, a three inning game only played on amazon prime <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what I found out? I know we need to break because Cassie Soto's waiting for us. Um, the Apple TV games, you don't have to pay for Apple TV to watch them. This is accurate. You do have to have Apple TV Plus. And by the way, for anybody who lives in the New York region, the Yankees also announced that they took 21 of their games that you're already paying for on some platform, <sighs> and you can now only get them on Amazon Prime. 21? 21 of their games we are spared being outside the new york footprint because they'll still be on mlb tv but if you live in the tri-state region so think about this you might have to figure out is the game tonight on yes is it on pix the local affiliate on amazon prime is it on apple tv is it on espn it could be anywhere (laughs) loving the people cassie soto joins the show We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff featuring Adam Candy. Joining us now is Cassie Soto. Um, Cassie, I've been teasing on this show that they're going to do the World Cup draw during the show. The show started at 8.30. It was supposed to start at 9. It's now 9.34, and we do not know a single group in the World Cup. What the hell are we doing here? watching dda just relive his his passion and uh the little kid get his five seconds of fame okay. yeah okay for uh i assume jared and adam aren't watching here they had didier Deschamps, who played for france walk out with the world cup trophy put it on a little pedestal some little kid also walked out and they just gave him a cardboard cutout of the world uh cup trophy but close enough oh what why i don't know and because well, on? did you watch? I guess because when France won, he was on his dad's shoulder, like the camera panned to him, and he was crying and freaking out, and he had that little cutout when France won. So that's why they like tied it back all together. Is this all supposed to make us forget that FIFA is like the world's most corrupt organization? Like, can we just have some teams, please? Yeah, no, no, not bit. allowed. Um, Cassie, can you? Because I was trying to do a radio show and kind of distracted here. Can you explain the little mascot they had floating around? So I think we've come, Twitter has come to the, it's a headdress. It's the headdress, like what, uh, what the men wear. Looks like a ghost, because, okay. Yeah, it does also look like a ghost. But then I'm wondering, like, don't they usually, doesn't someone usually dress up as said mascot? So how are you going to dress up as a big headdress? Oh, here we yeah. go, Tyler. I think we've got we some starting? Okay. We've oh, got we've some got... podiums out. Yeah, all right. We're getting the World Cup draw very soon. Oh, so, man, we'll be... there's. You want to talk about high, high quality radio? It is. It is. We're talking about live <laughs> talking through podiums coming out at the World Cup draw. It's the 
biggest event in the world, Adam. We're just getting ready for it seven yeah, months in advance. Let, let they're, me, let they're me walking ask. very slow, though, Tyler. It might be, <laughs> might be the, the nighttime show that gets to, to air this live. Right. Cassie, we know well that your, your food reticence rivals only Mike Grimala. And we talked right. to Mike Grimala yesterday, and he, was, uh, he rejected our offer to be a guest of honor at the opening of Tacos El Gordo in Town Square. Uh, and he basically said, you know, well, why are these tacos any different? Maybe I need a quesadilla, et cetera, et cetera. Does your, does your similarity with Mike Ramallah extend to not caring about Tacos El Gordo? Well, first of all, Tacos El Gordo is trash compared Whoa! to most tacos. So that's where we'll start there. <laughs> And also, the way that you have to order doesn't make any sense in those restaurants. So, yeah, I would say uh, off the premise of them not being good, I'll agree with Mike Grimala, but I'll eat them. Eat them if you're inviting me. Trash. Trash. All right, uh, Cassie, free plug for someone who didn't pay for it on Lotus Broadcasting. Where are the best tacos in Las Vegas? Uh, Can I say my fiance's uncle's food truck? I mean, you did. Oh, so. wow. Yeah, okay, you great. My here. fiance's uncle's food truck. It's called El Asadero. So good. It's off of Bonanza and Lamb. Every Thursday. No, I think it's every day minus Wednesday. Bonanza. Bonanza across across the street from the from the Bonanza Lounge. I have Taco an important del, question. Or, El Asadero. Tell him Cassie sent you. Uh, does that get us free food? No. Probably not, but they'll smile at you. Do you get free food? No. <laughs> no? Wow. Sometimes they'll, really? sometimes they'll throw in an horchata, though, which is nice. Wow. You don't get free food? That's incredible. You know, we got to support. We got to support. It's fine. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. They, your fiance's family, they offer you free food. Are you still demanding to pay, or are you taking that free food and running? Oh, I'm taking it. I'm taking it and running. <laughs> hey, Tyler, question for you. Yes. What do you think of this year's World Cup ball? The ball, I haven't paid much attention to it. Why? Is there something special about it? It looks no, kind of stupid fine. on this podium. My favorite's the brazooka. We, we were having a conversation the other day of the best World Cup ball, and I like yeah. the brazooka the best. I think you've thoroughly confused both Adam and Jared. Uh, I have a friend who actually has a ball, or at least a replica ball, of every single World Cup that's been played. That's like $12,000. Is it? Yeah, it's like really expensive for You're every talking single about ball. Him. You're talking about a guy who invests in fake horses and chickens because they're going to be oh, his retirement true. plan. Well, like, this is a real investment. These are his people. Cassie, we have a fake chicken. Oh, he's racing right now. We have a fake chicken um, who we named 407K because he's going to be our retirement plan. That's cute. See? Look at that. Actually getting some appreciation Wait, around here. Wait, I kind of like that. See, because like he was his original, his default name was Chicken Four Hundred Seven because they all just came with a number. So we named okay. the Chicken Four Hundred Seven K. See, look at that. I like that. New co-host of the show, Cassie Soto, who appreciates the fake chickens and our fake names for them. Have you won any money off of them yet? Yeah, Four Hundred Seven K won us forty-five dollars this morning. Look and at 407 that. Four Hundred Seven K is racing right now. Is Four Hundred Seven K is in third place with fifty meters to go. We'll see if we win go. here. It's a great, great morning. We're getting the World Cup draw probably once we go off the it's air. It's not because... going to happen while you're on air. They're presenting every single person who's going to draw the, the team. 
Again, we've got wait. like twelve podiums left of Again, people for, to be introduced. For Adam and Jared, the way this works, they have big pots of balls. They pull no. them out and then they open it up. No and a team on it. I'm not going to learn. They are introducing every person that is supposed to draw the little name out of the bowl. <laughs> and there's like twenty of them. Like this uh, is going no. to take forever. I'm not. No, there's listen. So the many only people. Thing, no. I'm not learning about this. I'm not learning. Here's here's the one thing I want to know. Are there going to be the stupid Vuvuzelas again? Uh, yeah, probably. probably. Not. You think oh, so? No, not that many. Not that many. Oh, They'll just be no. laser pointers. We got screwed. 407K came in fifth. You win any money off of that? No, you only get top three. And we were we were 0. 0.13 seconds off of the podium. Unbelievable. Oof. We got screwed. Bad run. Bad race. Bad race. Bad algorithm. Bad uh, algorithm. Cassie, I have a question for you. What do you okay. do you think Ed Graney, how high on the list of RJ colleagues is he for you would want to travel with him to New Orleans? Oh, ooh, ooh, to New Orleans. Mm. We're at the final four, right? He can take me yes. with him. Um Well, probably like top three. Top three. Oh, Ed's gonna be happy about that. He said probably today he is just staying in the media room all day. Nah. It's a, it's a media room that. and hotel he'd, type of day. He'd go get beignets with me if I begged him. <laughs> if you begged him? <laughs> I'd be like, come on. If I said, hey, I'm buying, Bonnie doesn't have to know. He'd be like, all right, all right. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, but would you offer to buy? I feel like you wouldn't offer to buy. No, he's got the company credit card. <laughs> so, so wait a second. So, is, so hold on a second. Sh- should we fairly assume then that, that Heidi and Adam Hill are, are one and two? Yeah, probably. Okay, rank them, please. Yes, who's one and who's two? I feel like they're one A and one B because they're all. Oh down. come on! Oh, get out of all here, right. Cassie. Are you know you what? Me? But my most recent trip with Adam to Indianapolis for the combine was was quite a story. So we'll we'll go Adam one. Okay. All right. That now do it with your Raiders dot com coworkers. <laughs> Mark Davis one. <laughs> You are bathroom buddies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A lot of bathroom talk there. Uh, Cassie, do you think Mexico's actually going to win a game in the World Cup? Uh, they said just win seven. That's all you have to win, right? So, yeah, why not? Why not one or two? I don't think they're winning any. Mexico sucks. Is USA winning any? Yeah, the United States is going to the quarterfinals and then getting knocked out. Are you serious? Yeah, what, what do you mean? We're good at the sport, unlike Mexico. What do you mean it was a 0-0 draw the other day, you fool? Cassie, Not when was the last time Mexico beat the United States? It was before COVID. Before I fell and split my knee open at the Gold Cup game. Yes. It was, it was probably before you got hit in the head with a Mountain Dew bottle in Reno, too. Yeah, it was like, what was that, 20, 2019? It's been a long time. It's been a long yeah. time. Mexico beat the United States, and somehow the manager hasn't gotten fired. It's unbelievable. All right, Ridiculous. get out of here, Cassie Soto. I can't believe they haven't drawn a single team in the entire time I've been I, talking to you. I'll ch- I will talk at 5 p.m. once they finally yes. get going. She's Cassie Soto, Raiders.com. Thanks, Cassie. Bye. I know you guys don't care quite as much. This is unbelievable that they have not drawn a single team yet. It is yeah, 944. And-, and you know what? They have gotten every... <laughs> sent 
out of it on social media. All of Twitter right now is screaming about the fact that there has not been a single team drawn. And that means that everybody is talking about this damn thing when nobody else would be otherwise. Everybody else otherwise would be like, oh, wow, Chad's playing Senegal. Wow, big deal. And uh, they're from the same continent, so they couldn't play each other. I'm well aware they're, they're from the your, same continent. Thank you, sixth grade geography teacher. Get your rules straight for the FIFA World Cup. Um, I do want to give credit, though, as a result of this. CBS, NCAA Tournament, Selection Sunday, they got right to the damn bracket. I mean, it was within the first five minutes of that show airing that they went to the bracket. So they get credit for this. Meanwhile, we're 45 minutes. They had a 30-minute pre-show before they did this and we're still 45 minutes in it's unbelievable anyways we've got tickets to go see megadeth to give away megadeth is coming to las vegas on april 9th to michelob ultra arena so if you want to go see megadeth on april 9th call in now 702-364-1100 that's the phone number 702-364-1100 we'll take call the number five at 702-364-1100 to go see megadeth I'm a candy type person. Oh, um, what? I eat one meal a day, drink one coffee, and eat like three, four bags of candy. Yesterday. So yesterday I woke up, worked out, worked out again, came home, showered. I'm hungry. Run to Starbucks, get a quick coffee. That's going to hold me to like 4, 5 o'clock. This 12. Okay. That's going to hold me for like four hours. Dang. Around 4.30, I ordered some candy and a water. So I got... What did I get yesterday? Got the Skittles gummies. Then I got uh, the Lifesaver Creations. They the same size bag, so I just mix them. Get the gummy, get the candy, get the water, eat that. That's gonna hold me to like eight o'clock where I'm having dinner, eight, nine. And then I eat dinner, go to sleep. You're locked in the press box. Who was that? DK Metcalf. Oh my God, what a hero. What? First off, what? He eats, he only, okay. I can almost get past the, I eat one meal a day and I just eat candy. But he doesn't eat that one meal until eight o'clock at night? DK Metcalf doesn't have food in his body until candy at four and then real food at eight? He's a legend. (laughs) I, I have so many questions, starting with what must be in that meal to sustain DK Metcalf having what is it like negative six percent body fat (laughs) like the like the dude is as yoked as any athlete you'll ever see and that's what he eats that's that's amazing i want to give him a quick shout out though do you hear the part where he said that he got both the skittles and the lifesavers and like bags of the same size i just mix them yes yes if you were not taking basic foods and mixing them to make them better, you are missing out on a joy of life. Cereal's another one. Mix your cereals, people. Don't just eat the same bite of cereal over and over again. This morning, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch combined with the Honey Nut Cheerios, mm. different textures, different flavors, creates a honey and cinnamon milk. DK Metcalf is on to something with that, at least. I... Two, of, two of my favorite cereals, too. Oh, it was it was glorious. That, I mean, I, I was shoving that down five to seven this morning. That uh, sounds amazing. Uh, I need you to give that exact advice to Mike Gramala, uh, the whole idea of mixing foods to make them better, because that is the exact opposite of what Mike Gramala likes in his life. Likes in his life is a real Pandora's box for Mike Gramala that I don't want to open up. <laughs> I'm going to leave that exactly where it is. But... Do, 
for those who were not here yesterday to hear Mike Ramallah talk about eating a quesadilla, he does not eat the actual quesadilla the way <laughs> yep. the rest of us do, like a thin Mexican sandwich. He un he takes the tortilla apart and then, as he said, eats the components. So he'll like take a chicken quesadilla, eat the chicken, <laughs> then the cheese, then the tortilla. How? Why? What? Who hurt you? It, the best. I mean, we have video evidence of him looking at a burrito, examining it, and going, "I will bite straight in the middle." And being like, what? You get the most of whatever is in here that way. Like the logically sound, but also I've never seen someone eat the middle of a burrito. Tyler, oh, I have to ask you. Hero. I have to go to you here, Tyler. It, it, for those who, who have not followed this long enough to go back to the old Towel Boys podcast. Like, you know Mike Gramala probably better than anyone in Las Vegas media. What happened? I don't know. Um, he seems to have had a fairly normal childhood growing up. I've asked him before. His family did not force him to eat food at the dinner table, like if he didn't want it. Um, so I'm not sure. I do know the first time I realized this was... Oh, uh, I love this story. At a UNLV basketball practice, they did something weird where we got to talk to the... I don't know, watch like five minutes, and they kicked us out, and we came back later to interview them. And we went over to the student union to eat lunch and went to subway and he ordered a sandwich that was white bread and turkey and that was it there was no cheese there was there was nothing on there oh unbelievable we're not getting qatar we've already There's been the yelling. screwed we've already been screwed the netherlands gets qatar unbelievable this is ridiculous I can't believe we don't get Qatar and the Netherlands does instead. I can't. What, what, what is this? The World Cup going Dutch. Now, now I'm cheering for us to get Portugal. That would be, oh, here we go. We just got drawn. Okay. States Let's right as the show ends. Well, we got to see. We got drawn, and now they're going to draw which group we're in. So we're about to find out who the... Oh, we're with England. Yes, we're, we're going to be. We're in England's. We're with England. I'm, on, I'm streaming, so I'm behind it. Okay. That's fine. We'll beat England. It'll be great. We're in Group B. It's coming England. home. What does it mean? What does it mean? We're going to beat England is what it means. There's also a chance we could play England on Thanksgiving. No, this is ridiculous. We have to delay that game till July 4th. It's the only way to do a USA versus <laughs> England game. Well, we can just play it early. Yep. Yes. Uh, B3 early, delayed, whatever. England. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so I we're don't in care England. The... I don't care that it's a million degrees in Qatar in July. We're playing this in July. I mean, could have been better. Could have been better. United States and England. Okay. Who could else have been is going to be better. in Group B, Tyler? Yeah, that's going to be the real question is who do we get out of pot three? Because then it's not going to happen by the time this show's uh, over. Well, who but could it be? Remind, remind us since none of us uh, actually follow this like you do. None of you actually follow it like I do. Um, pot three is actually not as bad as it could be. I think I'm hoping we avoid Poland. Uh, and I don't want to play Senegal either. I'm thinking, um, who else is in that group? No, Saudi Arabia is in pot four. Oh, Tunisia. I think Tunisia is the one that I want the most would be very nice. But, uh, really it's, it's, let's avoid Poland. And I think I want to avoid, uh, Senegal as well. Oh, here we go. I think, did Mexico just get drawn? Where's Mexico going? Let's Elite knock Stadium. them out. Oh. I don't think so. That would, that'd be an unfair advantage. Mexico is going in with Argentina. 
And they're going to lose. They're going out. It's going to be great. The Mexicans are going out in the group stage. It's going to be phenomenal. Mexico can't get to the quarterfinals, which is always hilarious. They lost to us one year. It's great. All right. United States, England. We're going to, we got to beat England, win the group, and then we'll get, uh, no, no, no. Oh, this is great, actually. Since we're in group B, if we finish first in our group, we're going to get like Qatar in this, in the round of 16. Oh, we're winning the World Cup, guys. We're doing it. You guys ready for this? We're going to win a game in the World Cup knockout when stage. Does, when does phenomenal. Lights FC get drawn? Oh, we could win. A, they could they could win a U.S. Open Cup next week. It's going to be great. The best soccer team in the world. 